Hey guys, it's Jilly. Welcome back to the INFJ Growth Podcast. Woohoo! Today's hot topic is focused on the duality of INFJs and our relationships. So we naturally very much invest a lot of ourselves, our time, our energy into the relationships with the people close to us. And at the same time, if we are dissatisfied or afraid of being hurt in relationships, we can also either knowingly or unintentionally um, end up self-sabotaging the relationships with people close to us. So it's, it's a challenge because we very much value our relationships, but it's not just the, the quantity, obviously, or even the quality, but really so much we value depth in relationships. We want to explore different perspectives with people. We want to share our thoughts and our perspectives with people. We want to hear what other people have to say. We are very idealistic. We tend to be very open-minded and very open and accepting of other people's points of view and opinions. We are very all in with our relationships and we can be very all or nothing for better or for worse with relationships. And we're, we're very committed to the people who are closest to us. And at the same time, we, because we are willing and we happily give so much to our closest relationships, we expect the same in return, which is understandable because if we, we really do go all in and we, it it makes sense that we want to get that same thing in return. The, The problem is that a lot of people either don't value close relationships to the same degree that we do, or perhaps they do, but they have a different definition or different, different values in what, makes a great relationship. So with with my husband, I've mentioned him a few times, but he's an ISTP and he very much values deep relationships as well. But because he's an ST type, he he defines the quality of a lot of his relationships by sharing hobbies, sharing same interests. He really likes to go places and go adventuring and do new things. And I also really enjoy that. So him having auxiliary SE, the extroverted sensing, I I do pair well with that because I also am an extroverted sensing. I have that function in my stack. It is the inferior function. So it I do enjoy connecting in that way. However, it is not the only way that I like to connect and it is not the only way that I define the quality and the depth of my relationships. I really like to have deep conversations and about all kinds of different things. And not just things that are important to me, but things that other people want to share and explore. And if we have a lot of people in our life who, you know, are either extroverts or they are more focused on sensing, doing things, activities, and they don't value the same depth and the same, I don't want to say emotional commitment to our relationships, but I guess just the amount of time and energy and effort that we invest into our relationships. If we don't have even one other person who who values that same depth and who invests the same amount of time and energy into relationships, we can end up feeling disappointed. 
and we can feel unfulfilled. We can feel cut off. We can feel disconnected from people who we really want to share those things with. And at the same time, we can't force people to connect in the way that we want to connect. As much as my husband wants to have, you know, deep conversations with me, it, it does not come naturally to him. It, he's never going to come up to me and initiate a conversation like that. He he will humor me and do the best he can, but it it will never feel completely natural for him, and it will never it will never feel a hundred percent fulfilling to me. And it it took me a long time to accept that and to be okay with it. It's so easy to either assign blame to the other person or blame ourselves for not being good enough. But it, it it's not about that. It everyone has different perspectives. Everyone has different priorities. No one is right or wrong. There is, I think, some inherent compatibility between people. But everyone always asks, you know, what what types go best with INFJs, and I I, I don't think you can really say that necessarily. I think that inherently some types are a little bit more compatible. ENFPs and INTJs can sometimes pair really well with INFJs, but it, it, it also depends on the person's level of awareness. It depends on their their level of commitment to working on themselves, to working on the relationship. I've been in therapy with my husband, I think after like a year and a half into our relationship. We've been seeing the same therapist for five years. It <laughs> It's so helpful and it, it's so necessary. You need to have that outside person to be able to bridge the gap between your perspectives, your personality types. And I I think that with enough mutual respect for each other and with enough commitment and willingness to invest the time, the energy, the effort, the money (laughs) into being able to connect with each other, your level of acceptance of things that are different from you and your your ability to handle disappointment and that that's a really hard one for for INFJs to to cope with because when we feel disappointed we often turn to that introverted thinking function which is you know looking for why why things are like this? Why are we struggling? Why can't that person connect with us? And as I said in last episode, feelings and emotions cannot be analyzed. There is no reason for a lot of these things. And if we handle our own disappointment by blaming or resenting or cutting ourselves off from other people, we can end up being profoundly unhappy. If we can't handle disappointment, a lot of times what INFJs will do is they will start to detach from their relationships. They will start to slowly put up boundaries that are actually walls. And we do this to protect ourselves. We don't want to feel disappointed. We don't want to feel like we're not good enough. We don't want to feel just that natural craving of connection with the people close to us and to be let down. So often we will handle that disappointment by 
blocking ourselves. We will give in relationships, but we don't want to receive anything in return because we are afraid of relying on the other person or being let down by the other person. Or maybe they make an effort for a while and we get our hopes up and we feel more optimistic and then they change course and then we feel really let down. And then we start to take responsibility for things that aren't ours and we start to people please and try to change ourselves to make the other person happy so that we feel better about ourselves. And that is so dangerous. We can't we cannot put our self-worth and our identity on our ability to make people happy. And we often will tell ourselves, I'm taking responsibility for what's mine, but we're not usually. A lot of times we are taking responsibility for other people and trying to fix other people and trying to control other people, but we have good intentions. So it's not malicious or intentionally manipulative, but we will often hold people at arm's length because we don't want to be hurt. And again, we're, we're okay with giving because that's within our control and we, we feel good when we give and we feel good about ourselves. And when our, when our relationships are in a good place and we're giving, we, that helps our sense of self and our, our identity. The problem, again, is that when we are only giving and we refuse to allow ourselves to receive any love or any commitment or even help in return, by definition, all of our relationships turn into sacrifices. If you are only allowing yourself to give and you refuse to receive anything in return, that's a sacrifice by definition. Sacrifices don't feel good. And this is how INFJs can sometimes turn into martyrs or turn into people who are unhappy and constantly giving and we feel good about ourselves and kind of self-righteous because we're giving and we're doing so much and we're doing all the right things and we're not getting anything in return from that other person. But are we actually allowing ourselves to receive anything in return? For so long, I resisted FE development by being a lone wolf. I didn't want to rely on anybody because I didn't want to be let down by anybody. Yet I used unhealthy TI to justify that resistance to extroverted feeling development. And I told myself I was being self-sufficient. I told myself that it was better to be independent and not have to rely on anyone. I told myself that it was better to keep people at arm's length and to not be close to anyone. That way I would never be hurt. And if you don't ever allow yourself to accept help from people, then you don't have to owe them anything. And I did not want to have to owe people anything. So by leaning on unhealthy justifications, I was slowly cutting myself off from all of my closest relationships. And I kept telling myself that it was for the best because that way I wouldn't be a burden to anybody, but I became progressively more and more unhappy, more disconnected and resentful. Yet I was the one causing my own suffering because 
again, even, even if my husband sometimes would offer to help me with something, I wouldn't want to accept it because I wouldn't want to have to owe him anything. Like it's just so childish when you think about it, but when you're in it, it, it's so hard to see it. And it, it, resentment and self-righteousness feels better in the moment than disappointment and being let down. There's just this sense of, it, it, it's almost like empowering, but not in a good way. Not relying on anyone means that we don't have any close relationships because we won't allow it. And even if we have people who want to be in our lives or if people reach out to try to connect with you and you just don't respond or you keep them at arm's length by keeping your responses very terse and short and then you're unhappy because your relationships aren't very close and fulfilling, it's so easy to use that TI to justify your resistance to developing your extroverted feeling. And part of developing your extroverted feeling is your ability to manage your own disappointment and your ability to still navigate your relationships with people even when they let you down, even when they disappoint you. We can become so all or nothing with relationships because we struggle with navigating conflict. We struggle with navigating other people's emotions plus our own emotions. We really want to keep everyone happy and come to a mutual agreement and mutual understanding, but sometimes it's not possible. And because we struggle with that, with wanting emotional closure, but a lot of times it's impossible to get it in the moment, that often leads to emotional avoidance and self-sabotaging our relationships and then at the same time being unhappy. So it, it's so important for our FE development for us to be able to deal with uncertainty in relationships, to be able to learn how to accept people for who they are, even when they let you down without cutting them off, and to learn how to have boundaries that help you to define what is other people's emotions and needs separately from what is what are your emotions and needs and to have boundaries but to not have them be fortified steel reinforced walls because we often struggle with boundaries because of the uncertainty and needing to you know strengthen them bring them down because if you only put up walls to protect yourself sure you're protected but you are also alone so those walls, they protect you, but they keep other people out. They keep you stuck inside your own head. And in the short term, in survival mode, sure, self-protection is really important. But if we prioritize our short-term protection over our long-term connection and relationships, we're going to be profoundly unhappy. And the only way to achieve true emotional connection and intimacy is through vulnerability. And being vulnerable, by definition, means that you're probably going to get hurt sometimes. And it is on us to accept that sometimes people hurt us. 
And that doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're right or wrong or that you're right or wrong. It just happens. Emotions are messy. We're so skilled at detecting emotions in other people. And sometimes that is a positive thing, but sometimes it, it's too much. Too much. Sometimes we can see too much. We can sense too much from other people. And if we fixate on any of that, or if we try to fix it, or if we try to to make people happy all the time, that's the opposite of having up walls. That is enmeshment, and that is being codependent because you're defining your self-worth and your your own identity on how other people feel. So it's really important to be able to to have boundaries and that you can perceive emotions and feelings from other people without overly identifying with them and without allowing people's opinions to define your self-worth as a person. So it's really, really, really important for us to take stock of where we're at with our relationships. Are you satisfied and fulfilled with your closest relationships? And if not, why? What 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 can you do to open up communication or to check your own expectations? Are you allowing yourself to have needs, to ask for those needs to be met, and to not become resentful if people don't meet those needs because ultimately it's not anyone else's job to meet our needs? And we still have to be okay with having them and accepting people's efforts when they do attempt to meet our needs. And we're not weak or reliant on people if they if we do need something from them. We need to practice vulnerability and being very grounded in ourselves and who we are and accepting that relationships again they're messy. It takes effort to navigate them. It takes communication. It takes acceptance and commitment and being okay with not agreeing with everything, being okay with you not always being on the same page, but still accepting and loving that person for who they are. Because if you're fortunate, you're going to get that same love and acceptance in return, even if you're not perfect because you're not. (laughs) Nobody is. So take stock. Are you self-sabotaging any of your relationships? If you are, what can you, what's one thing that you can do differently? Do you have strong boundaries or are they walls that protect you, but block other people from giving you anything? And if there are relationships that are codependent and unhealthy, is that something that you can have a conversation with somebody with? Or is this a relationship that maybe isn't healthy for either of you and you need to let it go and forgive them and forgive yourself? We can't have the deep and meaningful and rewarding relationships that we want until we pause to take stock of the relationships that we have. We can't move towards what we want until we can be okay with what we have. And then we can start to to look 
to the future and to bridge the gap between where we are now and where we want to be. And accepting that there is a gap and that it, it's okay. We are so prone to falling prey to our own expectations. And by definition, our, our future goals are things that are that we don't have right now. So it, it, it's okay that you're not where you want to be yet. It's okay that your relationships aren't where you want them to be yet. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you or them. And having a goal to work towards, whether it's with yourself or with your partners or relationships, that's what really lights us up and gives us meaning in life. So if any of this resonated or if there's any aspects of this in your own life or with any specific relationships that you are struggling with, I would love to hear from you. If there's any topics that would be more helpful to dive deeper into or if you have any specific questions, reach out. You can find me on Instagram. I am I am at <laughs> infj.growth, um, or you could shoot me an email at jilly at infjgrowth.com, and I will put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. If you have any experiences you want to share, again, hop on Instagram or shoot me an email or a DM. And it would mean so much to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast or share it with anyone who would like to know more about INFJs. Thank you guys. I appreciate you so much and I love you so much. Have an awesome rest of your day and I will see you next time.